Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 5 Paul's Camp in Maine Part 2 These agora pelters all hide away in the hollows of dead trees, Paul told them. Now, I want you to get your axes and wander through the timber. Every time you see a dead tree or one with a hollow in it, chop it down and split it open. After you've done that, we'll start putting up the camp. With a whoop, the seven axemen set about to the task as if it were a great game. Being so large and strong, they had no fear of the animals, and as one blow from their great axes was usually enough to smash even the biggest hollow tree into splinters, they worked very fast. It was only a day or so before there was not a hollow tree to be found standing in all of the deacon's timberland, and with their hiding places all gone, the Agora Pelters also fled far away. Paul was very much pleased that the woods were now safe for ordinary men, and he praised the seven axemen highly for their work. He set them to putting up bunkhouses and stables and the cook shanty for the new camp, and he ordered the little chore boy to carry the word far and near that now, since the dangerous animals were all driven out of the woods, he would be giving high pay that winter to all good loggers who cared to join his crew. Men soon began drifting into camp from every direction, and Paul hired all the best ones. A man had to be extra good to get a job with Paul Bunyan, but even so, it wasn't so very long before he had gathered together as sturdy a bunch of woodsmen as has ever been seen. It was along about this time that he made a trip back to town, where he saw the deacon again and arranged all the little matters that were so far unsettled regarding the work. And when he started on his return trip to camp, he was accompanied by Ollie the Smith. Ollie, or the Big Swede, as he was often called, was a slow-witted but amiable chap whose mind could never hold more than one idea at a time. He was gigantic in size, though not as big as Paul, and was a past master in all that had to do with his trade of metalworking. From the first, he regarded Paul with a liking that was almost worship. And next to Paul in his affections came Babe, the great blue ox. Indeed, so remarkable was his admiration for the magnificent animal that Paul at once turned over to him the duty of caring for Babe, which task he gladly accepted and continued to perform through many years. When finally his work as smith began to demand all of his time, he reluctantly turned Babe over to the gentle ministrations of Brimstone Bill, but that did not happen until a long while later. Paul had taken the blue ox with him to town, where he loaded him with all the supplies that would be needed for the camp and crew during the winter. 
when everything had been packed on Babe's back, the animal was so heavily laden that on the way back to camp, he sank to his knees in the solid rock at nearly every step. These footprints later filled with water and became the countless lakes which are to be found today scattered throughout the state of Maine. Babe was compelled to go slowly, of course, on account of the great load he carried, and so Paul had to camp overnight along the way. He took the packs from the ox's back, turned the big animal out to graze, and after eating supper, he and Ollie lay down to sleep. The blue ox, however, was, for some strange reason, in a restless mood that night, and after feeding all that he cared to, he wandered away for many miles before he finally found a place that suited his particular idea of what a bedding ground should be. There he lay down, and it is quite possible that he was very much amused in thinking of the trouble his master would have in finding him the next morning. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.